All right. Well, welcome, everybody, to another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. I'm your host, Matt Hines. Very excited to have you here again. Uh, had a week off last week. Uh, was in Cuba. Could do a whole another episode just on that and sort of the experience, what we learned down there. But excited to be back, back in the saddle and uh, joining you here. If you are joining us live, if you are literally watching this at the same time I am saying these words, uh, we're very excited that you're joining us in the middle of your workday uh, and wherever you are. If you'd like to be part of the show, this is your opportunity um, in LinkedIn. Uh, feel free to put a, put a comment in. We'll see that. We might reference it. We might bring you up on screen and make you part of the show as well. So feel free to do that if you're watching live. If you are watching this on demand, we still love you. Uh, but thank you so much for paying attention to what we're doing, listening, watching. Uh, if you're listening to this or you're watching this on LinkedIn on demand or if you're listening to this through the podcast, very much appreciate the downloads and listens. Every episode of Sales Pipeline Radio back to the very first one we did six years ago. We're all available on demand at salespipelineradio.com. We are very excited to have our guest today, Amanda Holmes. She is the CEO of the Chet Holmes International. And if that name doesn't sound familiar... You, you you are not you're not you're, you need to catch up like literally one of the seminal books in sales strategy and listen Amanda like we have we have a, it was kind of a mix between sales and marketing people that listen to this okay. show and watch this show and so you know for the marketers like they tend to gravitate towards the marketing books there's a handful of books that I think if you want to understand sales you have to read I think of the challenger sale and I think of the ultimate sales machine as like key components of doing that so thank I know you're busy thank you so much for joining us today absolutely i'm so happy to be here so for people that don't know chet holmes and don't know the ultimate sales machine can you just ground yes. people in sort of like where all this started and what you know what this ultimate sales machine is all about absolutely so my father originally got his big break working for a billionaire by the name of charlie munger co-chairman of berkshire hathaway warren buffett's business partner so he was able to double the sales of nine different companies for charlie all within 12 to 15 months and several of them multiple years consecutively. So he realized that he had this system for doubling sales. Then he went on to work with 60 of the Fortune 500. He wrote The Ultimate Sales Machine, which is one of the most adored, as you had said. And we've now assisted a quarter million businesses worldwide on our 12 core competencies on how to double sales. And um, yeah, unexpectedly, my father passed about 10 years ago. So that was a rather shocking uh, uh occurrence and at the time i was 24 i was a singer songwriter no plans to take over the business or know the business or know what to do with the business and it's now been 10 years we just released the new edition of the book and it hit the bestseller list and we've doubled clients multiple years in a row doubled sales last year it was great it's been a wild ride so it really speaks to volumes to my father's methodology because i had to pick up his book and watch his videos just like everyone else and learn his methods and to be able to carry on his legacy. All right. So I know we, we promised people 15, 20 minutes for this show, right? We say like when you drive to the grocery store, you make your way back home. That should be when you get to listen to this. I desperately want to get into amandaholmes.com, the singing, the yoga, <laughs> the yoga. I mean, the, you, your, your background has, is, is phenomenal. Um, talk about though, like, like that stepping into that role. I mean, as, as someone who, you know, who had, you know, a very famous influential father, but you know, you were not in the sales industry. No. What was that like stepping into that? Absolutely terrifying, mortifying, <laughs> awful. Yeah. Yeah. Was, Especially given the circumstances. Very. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't eat for years. It was hard because I was so nervous. I had nightmares for years of the visions of my father in the hospital. I mean, like mentally it was a wreck. So the fact that we're here today, I say it's, it's a miracle. It truly is. We shouldn't be here today. But it was a mixture of I 
I'm very spiritual and I study under my guru. So I have that piece to assist me with my mind with Divine Bliss International. And then also my father has a roadmap for how to manage business and grow business. So those two assisted. That's amazing. I mean, t talk for a minute about mindset and confidence, right? I mean, I, I think a lot of times, you know, people that, you know, have not had a career in sales or like, I mean, I, 14 years ago, I started my business. I'm a marketing guy. Like I, I, you mm. know, I never carried a bag until I had to carry one for this company mm. and sort of by necessity, sometimes you figure it out, but mindset and confidence, confidence warning on stubbornness sometimes can really <laughs> help you break through barriers. Talk a little bit about that as in kind of as a component of sort of you succeeding in your role, but also salespeople Critical. being successful today. Well, at post COVID mental wellness was the number one thing that people wanted to spend money on in the United States. Number one over mm -hmm. health insurance, over financial security, which you think after COVID you'd think mm -hmm. people would go after their health. But number one was how do we, rest assured after this crazy stress that we just had with the pandemic. And then, you know, 68% of Americans now believe that we're about to hit a recession. So everybody, I mean, the number one thing you can do right now is to focus on your mental game. That is absolute. And I will tell you what I learned from my guru is that when people sit in silence, they think that they're meditating. It's actually the polar opposite. Majority of the time, your thoughts only get louder. So she taught me this thing that if you use the sound of your own voice and you speak in repetition, that it can assist you to alleviate out of stress. So one of the things that I would do to practice to get out of my stress is I would sit there and I would sing, I'm happy, I love myself, my body's full of love and light. I'm happy, I love myself, my body's full of love and light. When I do keynotes, I've mm -hmm. actually, like when I keynoted in for HubSpot, I got the whole room to sing this with me. <laughs> it's been so hysterical. It's such a pattern interrupt. But I find that it, it assists to alleviate. You do that for 60 seconds, even two minutes, and you can't help the worst of day. You can't help but crack a smile because it's just ridiculous, right? Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Well, if you came here thinking you were going to talk about sales, ultimate sales machine, <laughs> we are, we will, but this stuff is important. And I think yeah. uh, I just really Timeline. appreciate you sharing that. Talking today on Sales Pipeline Radio with Amanda Holmes. She is the CEO of Chet Holmes International. And at the very top of your LinkedIn profile, it says helping companies double sales in 12 months. That is a that is a bold claim. Um, you have done it internally. And I know you said you did it last year. How did, I mean, unpack that a little bit. I mean, I don't want to give away all the secret sauce because you got stuff to sell too, but like what, how is that possible? So uh, let me ask you a question, Matt. What percentage of companies do you think make it to a million in annual sales? Um, I would say probably the minority something. I'm going to go with 15%. Mm, it's a little high. 5% of companies okay. make it to a million in annual sales. Of that, 0.08% make it to 5 million. Of that, 1.5% make it to 10 million. So your chances get a little bit higher from 5 to 10. And 0.004% make it to 100 million and beyond. So majority of entrepreneurs or C-suites would say, if we just tweak the product, if we just tweak the service, we'll be able to scale and get to that next level. But if you think of in 1967, on the same block, two companies were started. Joe's hamburger joint that was a mom and pop shop. They put all their love and adoration into a burger. And then you had McDonald's. And however many decades later, one still has a job working nights and weekends. And the other one is the largest grossing hamburger joint in the world. Now, McDonald's does not have a superior burger, right? You would agree with me? 
Uh, very much so. Okay. So it's actually not your product or service that makes the difference. It is the skills it takes to grow the business and skills can be developed. So my father taught, this is a very famous quote of his, mastery isn't about doing 4,000 different things. It's about doing 12 things 4,000 times. So for those that read Ultimate Sales Machine, every chapter is a different core competency on how to double sales. And oftentimes it's really just one of those core competencies that if you have pigheaded discipline and determination to focus and get clear and work on that over and over and over again, you can double your sales, but it's going to take that focus because I mean, the shiny object syndrome is through the roof today, right? I was just going to, I lost my next question is that I think we all want that silver bullet. We're looking for a shortcut. We're looking for the next big thing. Is it going to be account-based sales? Is it going to be this shiny new tool that I can download? Is it going to be, you know, uh, generative AI? Like what is going to be the shortcut to sales? And as you talk about this, like it kind of reminds me of sort of like, you know, like if you want, you want to get in better shape, you want to lose weight, eat, eat less, eat better, drink better. I mean, like it's, it's not foundational. Song, right? It's just like foundational it's, it's, principles. It's yes. Stuff. And yet yeah. I, I look, I look at some of the best sales advice I see and include, including from the ultimate sales machine. It's like, it is not telling you a bunch of new things. It's reminding you of what you need to be doing consistently yes. to be successful. And I think Absolutely. in, in, a, in, we see a lot of people talking about like, Oh, it's so hard to sell right now. We're maybe in a recession. I think we're going to be talking about getting into a recession longer than we're actually in a recession. <laughs> I don't, I think we're, we're getting down dangerously close to that but like you can have any excuse in the world right like the sun's too bright I, my car's out of gas I mean, every excuse in the world for why you can't sell and yet the fundamentals are still going to help you get your number yeah i i i'm reminded most of this so i did a keynote for the top one percent of automotive car salesmen now talk about an industry that is so like you can order cars online today right and and there is no competition between one uh, you're just trying to figure out if you want a yellow one or a white one between the different automotive dealerships because everybody's showing their pricing. So where is it that a salesman can actually make the difference in automotive? And yet this top 1%, they didn't even have cars, <laughs> right? It was two years waiting lists and they still managed to pivot and sell like some of them in this group, it's the Pinnacle Society run by Jonathan Dawson. And some of these guys, the average car salesman sells nine cars a month. These guys are closing 50 cars a month, 100 cars a month, 200 cars a month, even when there were no chips being made, no cars in the lot. Like it shows that it does not matter what is happening around you as long as your mental game is clear. And I believe that you come from a place of service, you will find a way. And what, you know, when I read the ultimate sales machine, I mean, I'm not a career salesperson, I'm not a software enterprise software salesperson. But I thought of it not only just in terms of how to establish good habits as a seller, but just how the importance of consistency yes. and the sort of the compounding effect of that consistency in almost anything we do. And so, like, it's it's why it's, it's one of many reasons I think like marketing professionals should read this book to understand not only what their sales counterparts are thinking, but also to think about, listen, like on the marketing side, we're also looking for the shiny object and the silver bullet. And sometimes it's just doing the right thing consistently more often, more consistently, will drive more consistent results. Well, that's interesting that you say that. So in chapter four, I talk about this. I called, I retitled that chapter, Death of a Salesman, Birth of a Strategist. Because mm -hmm. the world between marketing and sales has blurred so much, right? Salespeople now have to go online and they have to market themselves on social media, whereas marketers are now in charge of having to close more business 
from ads and their digital marketing that they're doing, right? So this, this merge is happening. So absolutely both sides need to understand. And my father was definitely a unicorn in this where he was brilliant at marketing and a killer salesman, which doesn't really happen normally. Yeah. Just a couple more minutes with our guest today, Amanda Holmes from Chet Holmes International. And there were so many topics that, you know, we could we could talk about here. One of the things you that you mentioned that, you know, I don't hear this phrase as often anymore is social selling. I feel like six, seven years ago, everyone was talking about it. Um, I don't hear it as much now because I think it's just we've evolved into a post social selling world, meaning like the best practices are now embedded into just good selling. Um, but like, what does that mean for you? Like, what are the components of successful social selling that have, that have graduated from the frothiness and are now mm. part of the playbook of successful sellers? So it, to me, social selling, right? So that's so interesting. It's completely different. Whoever you're speaking to, I love that you're saying you're the bleeding edge. So your audience is more the bleeding edge. Cause every day I'm in a different group that's doing one or the other. Um, so the whole point of marketing is to create top of mind awareness, right? That is our only goal. So that as soon as our prospect says, oh, hey, I need a product or service like yours, they raise their hand and say, yes, I wanna to talk to you. And you are the first person that pops up for them. Yep. So when I think of social selling, that is, you know, how many times we go to social and just go, oh, am I wasting my time here? Oh, I'm spending so much time here. Am I really getting the traction? You should be hyper clear who are those people. And we talk about the dream 100, right? Those that, when you sell to them, they buy more and they buy more often and getting hyper-targeted like um, account-based selling, right? Mm -hmm. We have a similar spin-off to that. We call it the Dream 100. So getting hyper-clear on who those people are and then just spending the time to listen to them because what does social, what do we want from social, right? We want likes, we want comments, we want attention, we want confirmation. So instead of, I tell this story about how I won a nine-figure CEO as a client and I could have I wouldn't have been able to cold call him every day, but you know what? He was posting online every day and every single day for three months, I commented on everything he posted. He posted about his children. He posted about his wife. And, and with every comment, I am giving him advice. I'm acknowledging him. I'm showing that I'm listening. I'm showing that I'm caring. I'm showing that I'm consistent. I am, as my father called it, in his face, in his place, in his space. You couldn't get away from me. I was like white on rice on this guy. Mm -hmm. Until three months in, he comes back to me and says, hey, I'd like to buy 650 of these books and send them out to all of my best clients. That was actually Dave Woodward of ClickFunnels. Mm -hmm. I am still collecting money on those 650 books from the three months that I spent just, and I fell in love with the guy and his family and how he treats people mm -hmm. over that time. So uh, I think it's critical to remember why we're doing it and how to do it with consistency in a way that shows that you care. Because if they know that you care, then everything else is easy. I love that. That is such a great way of explaining it. I think a lot of people, when they think about their social media strategy, they focus on what they should be saying, what they should be publishing. Ah. And I think the hidden secret to social media is the fact that it is all about listening. It is all about engaging. And it is all about reciprocating. It is you providing value to someone else, not on your agenda and your timeline, but on theirs. And so few people do it. You know, and that's partly why it works crazy. so well. It's it's super crazy. Holy it's God. free. It costs you nothing. Wait, wait, wait. I have another data for you. <laughs> so so 80. So if if 80 percent of sales are made in the fifth to 12th contact and 80 percent of sales reps stop after three contacts on average, 
Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you post on every post they have? So then you have eight to 12 to 20 comments that are never pushy or salesy, but you've gained their trust. You've gained their respect. You've gained their rapport and superstar sales reps, right? The difference of what they do is you're 65% of the way to a sale. If you just build the rapport where they trust and respect you, doesn't mean that you even have to give them advice on what your services is. They just want to know that you're a human being and you're acknowledging them as a human being. Well, man, if we could only get you excited about this topic, it'd be such a better conversation. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, 15 minutes. <laughs> no, I love it. I, I mean, look, I mean, in, like what you're talking about is right. I mean, no, I don't care what kind of tools and technology you have. Like until robots sell to robots, like these connections are important, right? Like your ability yes. to build rapport, your ability to build relationship. And sometimes it has, it can have nothing to do with what you are selling, but if they see you as a good person, someone that is paying attention to them, someone that is listening, someone that someone generally cares about things they're doing, it takes a split second in some cases just to click like, but like, you know, you post something on a social channel and you get 12 likes, most people are going to go see who were the 12 people, right? And so they see your name and over time, your name becomes associated with just good people and eventually associated with what you represent. And you're right. Like that is like, people don't always buy the best. Sometimes they buy from their favorite, right? They buy from the people in front of them and that's your opportunity. And that compounds because those people will move into other jobs. They will tell other people about you. And now I'm on my soapbox talking about this. As well. <laughs> I got chills really on your soapbox. It. I loved it. I got it. <laughs> well, I mean, literally we could keep going for a very long time. We could be talking about okay. this. We could talk about music. Uh, I was almost a music major in college and I had my, my, my piano teacher in high school talk me out of it. Whole another story. Um, oh. But um, listen, uh, for everyone listening today, if you want to learn more, about Chet Holmes and this ultimate sales machine, chetholmes.com, ultimatesalesmachine.com, two places to go. Amanda, anything I'm missing? What other things should people check out? Uh, you can find me anywhere, Amanda Holmes. I spend more time on Instagram though, and there Amanda Holmes is taken. So it's Amandita Holmes there, my salsa name. Also. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Amanda. I know you're busy. Really appreciate the time. Thank you, everyone, for listening and watching. We'll be here again next week, Thursdays, 1130 Pacific, 230 Eastern. My name is Matt Hines. We'll see you next week. Sales Pipeline Radio.